We want to start off this episode by letting you know that we are going to be talking pretty explicitly about sexual assault based on the events that happen in the episode. So it may be a triggering conversation for some listeners and it may not be appropriate for younger listeners. Hey, Rat Bastards, you're listening to That Slayer Show. I'm Madeline Kane. And I'm Kate Schroeder. And this is season one, episode four, Teacher's Pet. Kate, what theme are we going to explore this episode through? So the theme we chose for this week was attraction. Ooh. <laughs> Juicy. This is quite a meaty episode. We get into how much control we have over our own attraction, the different ways society looks at sexual assault against men, and praying mantis sex. Kita, I'll count you in for the one-minute recap. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right, so the episode starts out with Xander having a dream about saving Buffy from a vampire and also being an artist. And then it, he wakes up and he's actually in science class with Dr. Gregory. And Dr. Gregory, Gregory believes in Buffy, even though she doesn't do her homework and Will has to help her in class. And then all of a sudden the next day, Gregory's missing. Right. And there's like a hot new substitute teacher that all of the boys are crazy for. Yeah. And then they also go to the bronze and Angel gives Buffy his jacket because she's cold, which is really hot. And then um, uh, all, the, all the boys are uh, helping uh, the new uh, substitute teacher, Mrs. French, with like a science project that she has. And one of them goes missing. Yeah, and then um, also the substitute teacher's into Xander and, like, wants Xander to help her with the thing. And then also Buffy sees um, her turn her head 180 degrees, and that's weird. Right, and there's, like, a vampire with claws, and uh, Buffy sees him run away from Miss French in the night. Yeah, and it turns out Miss French is actually a praying mantis. And <laughs> she's preying on virgin boys, and she tries to kill Xander and Blaine. And then Buffy comes in and saves the day with bat sonar. Right, and Giles and Willow. Okay, Keita, are we getting better, or... Are we getting better? <laughs> I think we're getting better. First take. Pretty hot. As far as takes go. <laughs> I'm pretty attracted to that take. Speaking of which, so the theme this week was attraction. Okay, Keita, so where did you see attraction in this episode? I'll start out with the big the big one, the sort of episode driving one, not the angel one. So Miss French is the substitute teacher for the now dead Dr. Gregory, who was the biology teacher who really supported Buffy. And all of the boys in the class are just absolutely horny for her in a peculiar way. So all of these men are, well, they're not men, are they? They're boys. They're boys. Yeah. It's not just the students who were taken with her. Also, it seems like every male in the school was. Giles describes Miss French when Buffy approaches him about her. He goes, yes, she's lovely in a common, extremely well-proportioned way. So all of these boys are attracted to Miss French. So obviously attraction feels like a very natural thing. But given that Miss French is actually a giant praying mantis... Was the attraction they were feeling for her like natural and genuine or was it like a trick? Miss French seems to be giving giving off as her praying mantis self. She seems to be giving off extraordinary amounts of pheromones that like draw all of the men in her vicinity to her. Boys, men, age is no barrier in the pheromone game. 
So you said, how genuine is the attraction? So my initial instinct to your question was not very genuine because they are being tricked because she's actually a praying mantis. So I want it to be ingenuine. But now that I'm thinking about it, actually, it's very genuine to all of them. Like the attraction they're feeling is very genuine. Yeah. Neurologically, they are captivated and drawn to her in a sexual way that is completely genuine and it makes me think about who who are we attracted to and like right. how much control do we have over that or is it just like our brains doing its its thing and being like no you're into this person because of their pheromones <laughs> Ooh, i love the idea of our perceptions being a reality even if it's not maybe the ultimate one that we would like to imagine it being is in like maybe it doesn't matter if you're tricked into being attracted to someone because like if the attraction is there whether or not it was a trick it's real and something you're experiencing totally i mean it matters in a consequential way as in like the consequences of that do matter. Like if you're just into someone because of their pheromones, for Xander, it has like almost lethal consequences. Actually, you've helped me strike on another thought, which is that the consequences of being attracted to something that's maybe not something you would actually want to be attracted to, it does have lethal consequences. And when you break it down, it's like a teacher literally preying on her students and so that kind of makes me think of you know attraction to different people who are maybe dangerous or who have a lot of red flags or who could harm you and so yes maybe the attraction is real but also there are all of these other things that if we really took them into account would make that person less attractive maybe even though we can acknowledge we don't have total control over who we're attracted to we can take a step back and say oh wait but for these reasons i'm going to choose not to act on those attractions like i'm going to recognize those red flags right because those are the things that xander ignores right i mean buffy is like hey she's actually a giant praying mantis and he's like bro you're just jealous (laughs) classic xander (laughs) i know although like if I was into someone and they were like, oh, that person's actually a giant insect. I'd be like, nah, <laughs> you're just into me. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. It is a wild claim. I mean, then again, Xander now knows vampires are real. And so I'm always confused when in shows people are like unwilling to believe something crazy, even though their entire life is already crazy. It's like, where's the line for you? True. Although... It does feel like there's a big difference between vampires existing that he's like seen with his own eyes and women who look like humans actually being giant insects. To be fair, I think Buffy's smart enough that if she like were really jealous, she'd be like, no, Xander, she's a vampire and not Xander. She's a giant praying mantis. Yeah, if she like, was going to go that route. This tells us a lot about Xander as a person. I think we can in the next episode expect Xander to be like, no, no, Buffy. Angel is a spider in disguise. Madeline, where did you notice attraction? There was the very potent attraction between Angel and Buffy. And also one way between me and Angel. <laughs> It went a little beyond vicariously living through Buffy and a little bit more to feeling like I had a nice experience with Angel as he gave me his leather jacket and then looked back as he left the club. You know? I do know. These days, I have to sit for these types of emotions. 
it it all gets to be a little much. It be dry. So the attraction between Angel and Buffy is feels iconic already in episode four. Yeah. So just to paint a picture for you all who need a reminder about the steamy scenes, Buffy and Angel are in the bronze and Buffy sees Angel from across the room in his white shirt and leather jacket. And she's like, oh, and like walks over. Willow and Xander haven't met him yet, it turns out. And they're like, oh, that must be Angel. Xander's jealous. You know, he's like, why didn't she say he was buff? It's true. Angel's fucking ripped. Yeah. Buffy's delivering some sick burns. And then Angel is like, you're cold. And she's like, you can take it. And then he's like, no, I mean, you, you're you literally cold. And he gives her his jacket. And I just, can we appreciate the boldness of 15 or 16-year-old Buffy talking to this super hot man and being like, you can take it when he says she's being cold? I th- So what I thought was really interesting when I was thinking about the idea of attraction was that Buffy's clearly into Angel. She clearly is happy when he shows up. He's helped her out several times. It feels like she's also doing things to kind of push him away. Like she doesn't quite trust him. Like she's not, she's always really witty and she's like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, I wish it were a pleasure. And until the end of this episode, she's kind of holding him at an arm's length. What, yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? She definitely is doing that. And I think Part of it goes to show how sometimes when we are attracted to people, we want to hold them at an arm's length. But also, I think it goes to show her good judgment because this guy has been oddly mysterious and really like leaning into his enigmatic identity. I mean, it definitely like reminds me of all the times that I've, you know, been into someone, but rather than being an engaging partner in conversation, I just say things that are bordering on mean. Which I usually walk away from with confusion. <laughs> like, why Why wasn't I just nice to talk to, you know? It feels like in Buffy's case, she's. do you think she's kind of scared of her attraction for this man? Yes. Like, do you think she's scared of giving in to this? You know, when he leaves at the end of the episode, I think she can tell. She's not, she's no fool. She knows that Angel is kind of into her, right? Yeah, there's sexual tension brewing on both ends. At the end of the episode when she's like, oh, well, how will I find you? And he was like, I'll be around. And then he walks away and looks over his shoulder at her. And she's like, oh, boy. And I wonder if that's the moment where she sort of accepts her attraction. I think that is the first time where she's acknowledging that she is attracted to him for sure. And it might be. Yeah, I mean. I kind of feel like it's okay that she's been mean to him because he has been annoyingly not helpful, like doing the least. So I had a question for you about attraction in regards to the pheromone bit. So I noticed in this episode that it was only guys that were attracted to Natalie French, the substitute teacher who is really a praying mantis. (laughs) And Basically, females tend to be attracted toward the pheromones that males put off and males tend to be attracted to the pheromones that females put off, but it's not a strict correlation. There's lots of variance in that. And so I noticed how there weren't any women that were attracted to Natalie French. I don't know. How do you make sense of that? Right. So I feel like it sort of leaves us with the question of... 
either the nature of all of the boys attraction to Miss French was like purely chemical and purely fabricated through the pheromones she gave off or it was the failure on the part of whoever made the episode to recognize the fact that women could also have been attracted to her so it feels like you can maybe say oh well it was you know because it was the pheromones like that's why no women but at the same time you know sexuality is something that is also really inherent to who we are and so it feels like that maybe takes away something from that argument of you know just pure biology and chemistry well and i would argue that the biology actually supports that there would be women attracted to her i mean i I sort of just emphasized how like men tend to be attracted toward the pheromones that women put off but like there was this study actually published in 2014 in the neurobiology of chemical communication it's titled pheromone processing in relation to sex and sexual orientation And what this study established was if you identify as homosexual, then you show an attraction to the pheromones of the same sex as you. So, like, it would make sense that we would see some women be attracted to Natalie French. But maybe, maybe there were women that were attracted to Natalie French. You wonder if there are maybe girls in the room that are, like, you know, not wanting to speak up and claim time because, like, that would be kind of weird in the environment of course not actually yeah they're so overwhelmed with inhibition that they can't act on on those impulses right and it seems like there's already a culture at the school sort of in the air and the atmosphere maybe just in this class of the men being really open about their heterosexuality and their desire to like sleep with women and you know be like men who are with women and it's in that environment maybe women aren't you know super stoked to openly show that they also think miss french is really attractive totally yeah so kita um what in this episode did you not like so there wasn't a lot in this episode that really bugged me (laughs) bugged punny but there was something that made me really uncomfortable and that was just like it really gripped me this discomfort gripped me throughout the episode which was just the fact that miss french is a teacher and that she's preying on all of these young male students and i mean predatory is exactly the word but it's also the word that carries connotations in our society for older people that have sex with younger people that they should not be having sex with so i think you know maybe the fact that it is wrong is a little drowned out by the fact that we're all like, well, you know, she's a praying mantis. She's a monster, right? Yeah, and you know what I just thought of during your description is that, like, they almost had to make her a monster for it to be bad. Like, if she was just a hot teacher, like, having sex with her students, would we just think, oh, Xander got lucky and scored with the hot older teacher? So in a book that I read for one of my classes, and the book is called Mothers, Monsters, and Whores, it talks about how women are usually put into one of the three categories of being a mother, being a monster, so monster being unwoman, unhuman, or a whore, so like a sexually active woman, God forbid. And I think it's interesting because both of the sort of two options that we're presented with are one of those three. So she was either a whore, you know, a hot teacher sleeping with her students, or the monster, 
which is unhuman, unwoman. She's a praying mantis. I think that's so interesting because in a way there's power in her sexuality. Like she uses it to like literally eat and she's absolutely captivating so much so that really powerful vampires are afraid of her. But also let's not forget that what she's doing is pretty terrible and it's just it's interesting that she cannot be sexually powerful without being a monster or a whore you know she cannot just be a woman who you know who's powerful because of her sexuality yeah we don't see a lot of sexually empowered women yet we haven't seen them yet (laughs) and it is really frustrating that like the first one we see ends up actually being a literal monster as you were talking, it made me think about how the age dynamic was kind of a classic role reversal in terms of usually you think of like the older man preying on the younger woman and how this show is so frequently doing the role reversals. Like usually it's the guy coming in to save like the helpless young blonde girl. And then in every episode, Buffy is turning that stereotype on its head. And it sort of feels like a, a, a different type of role reversal here where we're seeing the older woman preying on the young guy. And it's interesting, the idea of this role reversal, because in a lot of ways, the role reversal can be really empowering. But I think in this episode, it almost hides the fact that an older woman sleeping with boys is really problematic. We might have to shake ourselves to remind ourselves that that's terrible, that if those boys aren't 18, then it's rape, you know? That brings me to the mechanics thing. So I thought it was odd that she lays the eggs and then like has the guy come on them to fertilize them so just to be super clear that's like not how praying mantises normally work um usually they would like mate with the male and then their eggs are fertilized internally and then they lay their eggs and when xander and blaine are blocked in miss french's basement blaine is recounting what he saw her do to the other boy and He said that she was, like, shaking and gyrating. Blaine is describing the event, and he never uses the word rape. He doesn't use the word assault. I just think of, like, if it were a woman describing it, she might just be like, yeah, you know, she was raped. We don't like to think of men as getting raped. Right, and so it feels like this role reversal especially serves the purpose of masking the assault that's happening because... We're just not socialized to understand men as also being able to be raped. Another thought that I had, I wondered if, okay, do you think it's possible that the whole external fertilization thing could be linked to the idea that like sex is only sex if the guy comes and because he was coming on these eggs, it's like not fully rape? Maybe less even to make it seem less like rape, but to make it seem more like these boys didn't have sex with this praying mantis. To save them from having had sex with the praying mantis, they're not, you know, they're going to like maybe come on the eggs or whatever. This show has a tendency of putting its characters through extremely traumatic events and then just everyone goes home happy at the end of the day. Madeline, was there anything in this episode that you really liked? Oh, yes. There were some good lines. I liked finding out that Xander's middle name is LaVille. When Xander goes in to see Miss French and she's like, oh, Xander, I've I've done something terrible. Will you forgive me? 
and he says, oh, forgiveness is my middle name. Well, actually, it's LaVille. And I'd appreciate it if you guard that secret with your life. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. I thought Xander was really cute in this episode, like so nerdy. I just liked him. What did you like in this episode? I just kind of liked how it felt like this was one of the first times in the show where they were really having to deal with the existence of sex. I thought it was just, you know, sort of reflected in Xander and this boy Blaine. Blaine is like peer pressuring him about the fact that he hasn't had sex before probably and Blaine is pretending like he has. Yeah, so I thought that was just interesting and seeing how they went about it. There's one line where Willow says to Xander like, oh, you guys were just doing the right thing, but you're getting preyed on by this woman. And it's like, okay, so we, we still think it's better to not have sex. Well, it's interesting because there's sort of a shame There's no sex positivity. No sex positivity, except in the form of toxic masculinity. They expect the boys to have had sex. Willow is, like, surprised when Xander hasn't. And, like, she expected that he had. You know, they'd probably judge Buffy if it turned out that she had had sex. Yes, they would. And for anyone who's listening who has seen the show... You know how people are going to deal with Buffy being a sexual person, and it's a lot different than how they would deal with Xander being sexual. So that sounded like a dislike, but what I did like was that the show was dealing... It was was brought up. They're in high school, but now sex is here. Right. Madeline, are you ready for... Mary Fuck Kill? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Madeline, today I have for you Angel... Miss French as not a praying mantis. And what the heck? Buffy. <laughs> wow. Think Miss French when she's making martinis, but pretend that they're not drugged and she's wearing her evening dress. I got it. I, I'm picturing it perfectly. It's like the scene, except Xander's not there and she's not a praying mantis. And she hasn't put a date rape drug in your martini. Yeah. I love that in a person, you know? <sighs> Such a desirable quality. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill Angel. I know Angel's super hot and stuff, but also he's really bad at conversation still. He's like, oh, you're cold. And it's like, was she cold? I don't know. He just didn't do enough in this episode. There's something about him so far that leaves me wanting in a way that feels like he's lacking, not like I need more. And Miss French, she has her shit together. She knows how to set a tone. I want to fuck Miss French. And then I want to marry Buffy. Buffy was excellent in this episode. She used the skills that Dr. Gregory had taught her at the beginning of doing her homework. And she used that to defeat the praying mantis by researching praying mantises and learning that that their nervous system was dismantled by bat sonar and so she like had giles she was giving you know delegating orders efficiently thinking on her feet sexy banter with angel like i want to be part of that banter with buffy so yeah marry buffy okay keita let's go with um willow xander and giles classic yeah so xander while he was in vain trying to appear more heteronormatively masculine than he was he did he was a a little vulnerable you know when he got into like the situation with miss french and he was cracking some kind of funny nerdy jokes which i appreciated you know willow as always played her part and she did great hacking into the computer system giles just did the normal stuff but it was kind of fun to see him you know on the phone with his friend from britain and just doing the background work and 
I think what I'm going to do, it's unprecedented. I'm going to kill Willow from this episode. I'm going to fuck Giles again. And I'm going to marry Xander, which is shocking for me. I support your choices. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of That Slayer Show. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, follow us on Instagram at That Slayer Show and share this episode with your friends and your enemies. Our fantastic cover art was created by the amazing Holly Colvin. And this podcast was inspired by Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Thank you so much for listening. We'll hear you next week. Well, you'll you'll hear hear us. us. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 